This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Hi, my name is Anthony Marino, and I'm the president of ThreadUp. And what I love about what we do at ThreadUp, about the resale market in particular, and about e-commerce, is that every day we're figuring out ways to address different jobs our customers hire us to do. There's a vision held by the world's largest online thrift store where you can buy and sell high-quality secondhand clothing, a healthier and cleaner world, with a platform made for the evolution of brands. Coming up, you'll hear Rob Sanchez on location at Etail West in Palm Springs, California, talking with the president of a company that does its work as a hybrid of computers and people gives items value when they have little and has tapped in to the Instagram generation. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Anthony, it's great to have you. Yeah, uh, thanks. It's great to be here. I'd love to have you share a little bit about how you see ThreadUp. Sure. Uh, well, I, the, the way I see it has changed a lot over the past six years. When I came to the company, the whole idea of buying clothing online, buying used clothing online, was a, was a pretty new idea. So while eBay had been at it for some time, nobody was doing it in the way we were, where we were trying to get 25,000 brands, 35,000 brands, really curate the inventory, do a lot of the work for suppliers, make it a very predictable experience that was as easy as buying new. People thought we were a little crazy. And what's happened over the past five, six years is that it's become part of the norm. When you look at what's in people's closets and how it's evolving, a bigger and bigger chunk of that is items that are secondhand. Mm -hmm. So the acceptance of what we do the, the role we play in people's lives and the way in which uh, we've woven ourselves into the fabric of people's lives have changed. How have you gone about tackling the onboarding process and kind of bringing new people into what you do? You sort of have a two-end problem, right? Like you have to get the clothes and you have to sell the clothes. We do. So we have a, a managed marketplace that we, that we operate at ThreadUp and the, there's a supplier side of the marketplace and those are the people, mostly moms, mostly women throughout the U.S. who send us clothing in their closet that they're no longer wearing, uh, clothing and accessories and handbags and things like that. And then we have the, the buyer side of the market, people shopping for great brands at low prices. And the way we think about reaching people on each side of that marketplace is quite different because we, we're performing a very different function. So for those people who are supplying us clothing, the vast majority of those people are doing uh, what Marie Kondo is asking them all to do right yeah, now. Yeah, which that is, must have been a huge boon for your it, company. It has, it has really <laughs> spiked supply. Yeah. yeah, one thing about Marie Kondo I, that I love about her is that she talks about you know all the joy that's being sparked, and she shows people hauling away bags of things, but she never really talks about where they go. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot, yeah. of it, a lot of it goes to ThreadUp, which is, which is fantastic. So, so for that side of the market, for suppliers who are trying to clean out, create room in their house, and literally take weight off their shoulders. You know, our possessions don't always bring us happiness. Sometimes they're things that we just that, that collect dust that we have to push around. 
Yeah. And so for suppliers, the fact that we will send them a postage paid bag and they can fill it with women's and kids' clothing and shoes and accessories that they're no longer wearing, and then we come and take those items for free and pick them up and then process them and put them online and sell them and send them money for those things. For the supply side of the market, there's a lot of people who are who are very, very interested in that. So we don't have to do a whole lot to attract suppliers other than continuing to make the process of cleaning out on thread up the easiest way to clean out your closet. Yeah. On the demand side of the marketplace, it, the, it's a little bit more nuanced because there's lots of places to buy uh, inexpensive clothing that's, that's a good value. But one of the things that makes ThreadUp very different are the brands that we carry. So if you're shopping on ThreadUp, you're looking for one of those 25,000 brands that we sell. You're looking for that DVF wrap dress, and instead of paying $500, you'll pay $80. You're looking for that J. Crew dress, and instead of paying $120, you'll pay $35. So you have an idea for what you're looking for, for the style you're looking for. You care about brands, you care about quality, and you also care about the fact that your your consumption, your purchase, isn't adding to the problem of apparel waste. You're actually part of the solution. So you're taking something that may have otherwise just hung in a, someone else's closet unused. Or filled a landfill. Or filled a landfill, or been shipped off somewhere. And you're taking that item and you're you're putting it back into production, so to speak. You know, you're putting it back into your closet. You're wearing it, and uh, to steal from Marie Kondo again, you're you're finding joy in something that was a, was a weight on somebody else's shoulder. So it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful proposition for suppliers and for buyers. Um, how has the shifting purchase patterns played out? Um, so consumers are thinking about clothing differently now than they were five years ago. They're um, a little less brand conscious, perhaps, than they were before, a little bit more focused on basics, and a little bit more mix and match, so less brand loyal. Does that have any impact on what you're doing? I, I think that consumers always want a lot of selection. They always want great deals. And you're right, they buy high and low. You know, yeah. no one's closet is all prestige luxury brands and it's not all the the inexpensive stuff either they want a combination of the two and that that insight for us about how america was dressing and and how women in america in particular were dressing was an important one for us we didn't want thread up to be a marketplace that only had one style Mm -hmm. or one budget or one look we wanted it to reflect the fact that we all um, have different day parts in our lives different mindsets Sometimes we're comfortable, sometimes we're, we're fancy, sometimes we're relaxed. We wanted ThreadUp to be a marketplace where you could find great deals from brands you wanted that would fit any of those modes that you're in. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the, probably the, the, the layer that we add to it, other than it being secondhand, is that the deals are just incredible. And there's also fresh items every day. So when you, when you shop on ThreadUp, one of the things our customers appreciate the most is that every day we list 60, 70, 80,000 fresh items. Yeah. And so if you come to thread up at 10 a.m. and the uh, Burberry barn coat that you were looking for isn't there, come back at 11 a.m. because it might be there. Or set up a safe search yeah. and we'll let you know when something like that comes in. So that's another part of, I think, kind of the Instagram generation of shoppers. They don't want to wear things 
you know, many, they don't want to be seen in that thing more than a couple times because chances are there's a record of them wearing it on their feed. Yeah. And, but at the same time, a lot of our millennial shoppers want to do well for the environment. So they want to be able to continue to consume, but they don't want to do it in a way that they feel is conspicuous. And yeah. um, so we, we think that we can help them do that in a powerful way. How are you thinking about the future of where you go? So I've heard people talk about, well, let's use blockchain to like track the luxury goods so that we have. And so there's like ideas of that where you have multi-users, but they're logged per item and you have this provenance of an expensive item. There's also ideas about uh, multiple people owning the same piece of clothes or more of a sharing economy. How do you think about these ideas that are out there? Do you see them as impacting your business at all? We love those ideas. We love any any idea that that takes an item of clothing that may have otherwise been a consumable and turns it into a durable. Mm-hmm. And if that means that every clothing manufacturer on the planet puts a little chip into the label of their clothing so that when the first purchaser is done wearing it, they put it in a bag and send it the thread up or send it somewhere else and they can just scan it in and we know what that item is and what its fabric content is and we can process it and sell it more effectively. Yeah. We'd, we'd love that world to happen. It would it would be a healthier, cleaner world to live in. And what we've built is a platform that's tailor-made for that that evolution, whether it's um, participating with, with brands to work with their customers to capture more of the unused items that are being purchased of a given brand and we've done partnerships like this with with Reformation and Kiana and we're going to announce a, a bunch of other ones pretty yeah. soon um, or whether it's just you know getting people accustomed to the idea that when you're done with it you're not stuck with it and if you take that that 10 or 15 minutes to, to open up a thread up clean out bag or print out a label and just take the stuff that you're not wearing and put it in a bag or put it in the, in the box that's sitting in the foyer of your house from your last Amazon shipment and send it to us, we can turn it into magic for someone else and some good karma for you and, and put a little money in your pocket too. Now, how are you handling the actual intake of goods? Because that's an incredibly complex uh, problem. You have, as you said, you have to know what that product is when you're listing it. You have to know what the contents are. And then you also have to photograph, I'm sure, do quality control and so on. What does that side of the process look like? Yeah, it's it's the, that engine, that operating platform is very much at the heart of what ThreadUp is about. So we have four distribution facilities, uh, upcycling centers across the U.S., and every one of them performs this function of taking bags of clothing that come to us or boxes of clothing, depending on what the customer sends them in. And when those items of clothing come out of those bags, they, they don't have a, a barcode on them. It's just an item of clothing. And then we have to take that item of clothing that by itself is worth very little. Yeah. It, was, it was literally something that someone didn't want anymore. And then we have to add a few layers of data to it, the brand, the size, the fabric content, the measurements, the quality, the original MSRP, a bunch of metadata about that item. And the more data we add to that item, the more valuable it becomes to someone. Yeah. So it was sort of worth zero when it came out of the bag, and on average it's worth $20, $30, $40 when we get done with it because mm-hmm. now it has a set of attributes to it plus a photograph yeah. front and back, and if it's a, if it's a handbag on the inside too that makes it very valuable and that's that is sort of the the alchemy of of thread up is is taking items that um 
have very little attribution yeah. and uh, and giving them value. We, we joke sometimes that we don't have a big data problem at ThrownUp. We have a no data problem. You know, yeah. the things come in, they have no data about them, and we, we have to create that. So that's what our facilities do. That's what our people do. That's what our software does that we've developed yeah. all in-house. And uh, it's taken us some time <laughs> to, yeah. to figure that out, but we've been very fortunate because we have a team of industrial engineers and software engineers who figured out to take something that's a that can be a very manual process and still is at some level. Yeah. Because there's only so much you can teach a computer about what's what's acceptable yeah. levels of pilling. You know, yeah. but uh, we've been very lucky to have people who can help us automate those those systems. So are you doing a lot of image recognition and that sort of thing based on like the quality of the clothes, the type of the clothes and so on to at least constrain the search for what that item is? It's a it's a it's a hybrid of computers and of people, mm-hmm. and um, you know as I said some some things you know the, the, a, it's hard for a computer to look at something and say is that is that clean you know what, yeah. is that like new, and so we use a combination of people to evaluate quality and then we capture as much data about the item as we can because another key part of it other than pricing it and photographing it and identifying it is giving information to a shopper so they can shop that item as if it's new. We don't, we don't, our whole mission is to inspire a new generation of shoppers to think secondhand first. And so we don't want to make it harder to buy secondhand things. We want to make it just as easy, maybe even easier than buying new things. Are you using any data partnerships to to put this together or is this self-generated for the most part? Most of the data, I'd say all of the data we use to to attribute our items is all internal. Okay. What's an aspect of the business that you are personally fascinated by as you grow and develop it? I'm always fascinated by the changing needs of of consumers and what they're looking for from us. One of the things that I thought when I joined ThreadUp a number of years ago was that our customers would all be you know, purely value-seeking customers, that they would be buying secondhand clothing because they had to, because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to buy new clothing. But what I've learned over the years is that, you know, a significant portion of our customers are millionaires. Yeah. So uh, people are solving for different things when they yeah. shop on up. Like, there's no question they want, they want a deal and they want brands and they want quality. That's table stakes. But... Some people are also solving for doing something in a smarter and a better way. Some people are solving for feeling good about their purchase. Some people just love, love, love the treasure hunt, whether yeah. they're millionaires or whether they're school teachers. They, they yeah. share that hunt. So I think what we've tried to do is create a product experience that can work for those different use cases for customers. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is a, is a constantly fascinating part of the business because customers, I think this Jeff Bezos said this, are always kind of perfectly unsatisfied, even the happy ones. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a never-ending pursuit to find, you know, the innovation, the change you need to make and how you do things that gets ahead of the customer's next requirement. Excellent. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to leave behind? It's, it's an exciting time, you know, for us and I think for resale and e-commerce in general. I think that um, we, we are not believers that, that retail is dead. Uh, we're believers that retail is 
just changing. And while our business started as an all online business, we have four of our own stores now and we have a number of store in stores with department store partners. And so we believe that, that there will be different reasons why customers come into a physical space. And so we're really excited about the power of that fresh, amazing product, like the product we have, that's at great prices, that the brands people love, the type of experience that could bring in a, in a retail environment as well as an online environment. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for hopping on mic with me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Great to be here. All right. So this is Rob Sanchez. Good night, y'all. This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.